I'm Andy Barker, consultant sports physiotherapist, private practice owner, and the founder of the New Grad Physio. Having experienced my own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, I know exactly what it takes to accelerate your learning and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked at my dream sports club, the Leeds Rhinos, for over 10 seasons, I now consult with a number of individual elite athletes and sporting organisations whilst running my own private practice. But my biggest passion is the new grad physio. I built the new grad physio to help new grad physios, sports therapists and sports rehabilitators just like you accelerate their own learning and learn the skill sets you need to become a competent, confident and competitive new grad physio. There are specific challenges you will face as a new grad therapist and this podcast will deliver you actionable advice you can use to overcome these challenges and start your own successful new grad journey. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Neurophysio Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Barker, and in today's episode, we're going to talk all about how a really simple injury might just be not quite so simple. So we're going to talk all about lateral ankle injuries. These are, you know, really, really common injuries. So whether you're seeing these injuries in the NHS, private practice, or even in sport, uh, a lateral ankle injury is, is most probably the, the most prevalent injury, the one of the most common injuries that we see coming through our clinic doors. And whilst you know the, the lower end injuries, the lower grade injuries, you know, tend to settle quite quickly and you know players, athletes, you know, people are able to get back to their occupation, activities, sports relatively quickly. You know, I, I've seen this in sport where you'll you'll have a player who's had you know a pretty high grade ATFL grade three something like that and actually be playing the next week. I think we're missing a big trick, and by getting these you know players, athletes, these people back to activity so quickly post lateral ankle injury, we're we're missing some really important aspects which are, are causing problems for these people you know further down the track, and that's a big sort of concept and big. You know, talking point that I want to cover in this particular podcast because you know and it will extend beyond just lateral ankle injuries and, and why sometimes these so, so so called simple injuries or what we're perceiving as simple injuries are maybe not quite as simple as, as what we think. You know, I had a patient in clinic just last week that that sort of gave me the idea for this particular podcast and and he was someone who'd uh, invert his ankle, roll his ankle if you're going to put it. Really simplistically, he was on a, a climbing wall, uh, jumped, fell, fell down, jumped down from only about a meter high, uh, landed on his lateral lateral foot, ankle into an inverted position. You know, he was able to continue his climb. The next couple of days, he was pretty sore. So he, he had a pretty low grade injury by all accounts, but you know, he came into my clinic something like fourteen weeks after the initial incident, and he still wasn't back to what he wanted to do. He was still, you know getting pain in in prolonged positions you know if he was he, he goes to yoga when he was getting to a sort of child's pose position when he was sat on his feet it was really uncomfortable for him he, he wasn't able to do it for longer than sort of 20 seconds or so which for for him and the, the classes he's involved with at the moment in yoga meant that the majority of the session he was actually really struggling with he wasn't back to, to climbing yet because he was fearful of you know being having to you know jump off or, or land uh, on the wall and, and you know in a similar way to his initial injury so you know and you know subjectively you know how he told me and he was able to get back up to you know walking pain free after a few days of the initial injury and, and everything else you know he, he had a relatively low grade injury but you know 14 weeks on it was still giving him some some sort of problems and 
you know, it sort of gave me the the idea, I could say, for this particular podcast. And having seen so, so many other ankle injuries working in, you know, private practice and also, you know, predominantly in sport and seeing how, how sometimes quickly we turn these injuries around, but how the problems that we then see, you know, weeks, months, even years sometimes down the track. And it all leads back down to or all feeds back into how we actually manage them in the first place. So, you know, I want to talk specifically about the lateral ankle, but like I say, this could extend to, you know, knee injuries, hip injuries, you know, back injuries and, and a whole host of different injuries, which sometimes we, we turn around players, athletes, patients relatively quickly to get them back into full activity. But sometimes, you know, we, we maybe don't go through that sort of full process and it's going to come back to to bite us as clinicians and bite our patients later down the line. So specifically with the lateral ankle, the, the most common structures that are generally injured, you've got your calcaneal fibrillar ligament and you know, probably more prevalent than that, your, your ATFL. And in regards to acute symptoms, the acute symptoms for a lateral ankle can be sometimes quite quite severe if you relate those in comparison to something like a ankle syndesmosis injury. So with an ankle syndesmosis injury, say you get an anterior ligament injury, in essence you've got highly you know unstable ankle, yet acutely sometimes patients and athletes can actually function quite well. So I, I've seen, you know, I've seen athletes in an athletic scenario have a really high grade uh, syndesmosis injury, so you know, anterior and posterior ligaments totally blown out, uh, big widening the diastasis of the actual syndesmosis joint, but they've been able to you know, continue and play. So I've seen players who've been injured in the first few minutes of a game and got through the, you know, the, the remainder of the game without really you know, too many issues, their ankle's a bit sore, maybe they had it you know, strapped up to carry on playing, but you're meant to function quite well. If you actually look at that in terms of a maybe even a lower grade lateral ankle injury sometimes you know function will diminish very very quickly that's largely because of the, the inflammatory uh, response to a lateral ankle injury because there is a little bit more room for for infusion to develop for, for swelling to develop and all that those inflammatory you know that inflammatory response that comes with with that sometimes you know function like i say will diminish very quickly so you'll get someone who can you know innocuously roll their ankle or, or invert their ankle and they're unable to continue in the game you know they, they have to come off as an example so that the acute symptoms with a lateral ankle can be very different to other types of, of ankle injury like a like ankle syndrome injury but in terms of maybe return to to activity return to play return to sport return to occupation and anything else lateral ankle injuries tend to be much quicker so if you're going to compare that again to, to maybe an ankle syndesmosis injury, you would expect a lateral ankle injury in terms of a return to play, time frame, a prognosis to probably much quicker, generally speaking, than something like an ankle syndesmosis injury. But quite often, you know, I've certainly done it and I certainly did it as a new grad and I, and I see this happening all the time, that we're probably sending our athletes, our players, our patients back into those higher levels of activity too quickly. So even when they're you know still lacking range of movement, they've not got full control, they've not got you know full you know proprioception, they've not gone through that full sort of rehab sequence. But yeah, we're sort of you know throwing them back into to sport and other activities. We're strapping ankles up to to give them some support which they may be lacking because of their lateral ankle injury uh, and letting them crack it on because it's just a you know, lateral ankle injury and, you know, the 
whether that's because the evidence base in terms of acute management is almost, you know, it's a bit sore, but just crack on and walk on it and, and everything else. I don't know really know where this sort of stems from because we wouldn't do this with other types of injury. You know, if that was a, you know, a, a lateral sort of knee injury and someone was still, you know, lacking a significant amount of range, they were still in, you know, they were still pretty sore, it was still, you know, there was still evidence of inflammation there, it was still had an effusion. You probably wouldn't push in a player like we do with a lateral ankle injury. But, you know, we, we do, we strap them up, we send them back out onto the pitch, we get them those patients and athletes into those high levels of activity, often I think sort of too too quickly. And one of the sort of big problems with this is now there's there's an emerging evidence base that these lateral ankle injuries and the link with, you know, uh, future if you like osteochondral injuries, so you know we see chondral injuries with the ankle, with uh, inversion type injuries quite commonly. So you know, with in terms of like bone stress injuries or bone impact injuries, it's really common for patients and athletes to have that medial sort of joint line pain with a with an inversion style injury. So whilst they may sort of go over on their ankle, if you like, and invert their ankle. The, the outside the ankle will, will open up, and hence that's why that, that lengthening effect, that rapid lengthening is often the cause of you know, injury to the calcaneal fibrillar ligament and the ATFL. But on the inside, as the lateral ankle actually opens up, uh, the joint surfaces on the, the medial ankle will, will sort of bang together, and that is the, the cause of that medial sort of joint line pain that patients and athletes will often get post uh, a lateral ankle inversion injury. Hi, Andy here. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Just wanted to make sure you haven't missed out on my New Grad Physio Survival Guide. The New Grad Physio Survival Guide shows you specific skill sets you need to know to survive as a New Grad Therapist working in your role in the NHS, private practice or even sport. It's my most downloaded resource and you can get it completely free at www.newgradphysio.com. So make sure you check it out. Now let's get back to the podcast. What we also see quite commonly particularly in athletic populations, is that spurring, so spurring within particularly the anterior joint line and how that can cause problems, particularly in relation to reduction in range of movement in dorsiflexion. And there's a link you know, between you know, early onset of, of spurring and other chondral problems related to, to sort of previous ankle injury. Also, we, we know that with if there's an injury to the calcaneofibular ligament or the ATFL, these ligaments you know, obviously provide stability, passive stability to the ankle. And if you know if they're they're lax, and even if you know an injury is is managed really well and they're immobilised and they go through a sort of full rehab process, that injury to that ligament, you know, they they're likely still going to have you know some laxity. You know, to that structure, it's going to be providing probably exactly the same or the same amount of support to the ankle as it was pre-injury. So, you know, if we are getting more movement, we are there is more laxity in the joint and there's more sort of joint play, if you like. That is going to give potential for more maybe bony stress and contact, and ultimately probably give rise to that increase incidence of sort of osteochondral problems and body stress in and around the ankle. So in terms of the chondral stuff, why why is this such a such a big problem? And you know, one of the big problems is that chondral injuries, you know, are a quite a difficult sort of classification of injuries to, to actually manage. So whether we're looking at, you know, the knee, the ankle or or any other area of the body where 
know, obviously we've got you know bones, you know, and chondral chondral type injuries. They they can be quite difficult to manage, and unless we're going to go in and start, you know, giving our you know athletes, our patients, chondroplasty and microfracture to try and repair bony surfaces, you know, they they can inherently be be quite difficult difficult injuries. They you know give rise to you know pain. They give rise to you know continued inflammation and that sort of inflammatory response within a sort of joint. If it's not if it's not happy, if it's irritated. And that can be, you know, be a very problem in terms of ongoing function for an athlete or for a patient, and in terms of their actual, you know, day to day life. Not only in relation to high level activity in sport, but just getting around the things that they do, sort of day to day. So, if we go back to the sort of lateral ankle, and if we, if we, if we talk about the the laxity and one of the you know the things that I've certainly did as a, as a new grad and, and I you know hear stories about this all the time is when we have that the sort of maybe the laxity in the ankle so we're talking again we've had that ACFL injury they've gone through a period of rehab and got them back but we're continuing to to strap the ankle to strap the ankle to strap the ankle to to give it that support for maybe training sessions and games or whatever else it might be so you know that's all well and good. But one of the the big sort of problems that I see with sort of almost masking that laxity is is that other structures sort of up the chain after them work a bit hard. If you're lacking sort of control and around the ankle, and you're you know you're you're running around, you're maybe extending through you know that that lower limb, so your your hips going to extend with your your knee and your ankle, and we know that when you are getting to that extended position, you're in effect going to be in that sort of you know plantar flex. Uh, for the flex, should I say, slightly inverted position, which is the position of the ankle that's it's not going to really going to like. So if you've you know strapped an ankle pretty tightly, particularly that that you know first period of a a, a session or a, a game, you know there's going to be less movement into that ankle. So if that ankle's not able to extend as well because we've strapped it in position to to stop it ultimately, you know that will mean that you know other structures higher up the chain need to to work a little bit harder so whether that's at the knee the hip or whatever else it may be to provide that sort of extension force to use running as an example so in the short term that that might not be a, a massive issue so it's taking some load off the ankle we're strapping the ankle to protect it all well and good and as long as you know you know these changes are undone at some point in the rehab process then it's not a problem but in, in the majority of cases you know, this doesn't happen and then what that causes is even when the ankle is you know maybe improved maybe we've even stopped strapping the ankle for for training and games the body may still have that compensatory pattern it may still not be you know extending well or as well as it could do through the ankle and using the, the knee the hip or other structures in the lower limb to actually provide propulsion again to use running as an example so you know the big big problem no, with that is that then this can cause then other problems up the chain. So whilst that simple ankle injury might seem pretty simple at the time, you get you know weeks, a couple of months down the line, you then get you know players complaining of or you know experiencing you know groin related you know sort of pain or getting a, a hamstring tear or a calf tear or you know something you know uh, a soft tissue injury like that, and. Then you we go through that rehab process, and as part of that, maybe assessment, we look back and 
we noticed that that their ankle never deteriorated in terms of you know the range of movement, or it's just maybe even not just stagnated and not improved from you know from what it was previously. So you know, whilst again the, the title of the podcast is all about why why simple ankle injury might not actually be so simple, and you know, I see this so many so many times in the you know the the, the patients in private practice or in sport that I sort of consult with, where the problems they're getting you know, elsewhere in the body, whether that isn't around the, the pelvis and the hip, whether that is, you know, recurrent hamstring injuries or groin injuries or recurrent calf tears. And, you know, if there's one injury, more so than any other injury, that when we, you know, go through their sort of, their injury history, their sort of story, if there's one often area of the body that's been uh, rehab poorly or it's not being restored to its sort of full capacity, it's generally the ankle. This is largely because... We see, you know, a lot of ankle injuries, particularly in the sport population. And I spoke at the start, you know, how prevalent lateral ankle injuries are. But even though some of these guys have had, you know, quite, quite, you know, severe ankle injuries and actually got back to sport pretty quickly, which is a good thing, you know, in, on the face of it. But because these ankles have not been rehabbed, you know, properly, have not been taken through a full rehab process, and even when they were back, they've sort of been almost like left to their own devices, the back now, we can strap them up, they can function okay, and they're sort of left to sort of crack on. But because they've not, you know, been, you know, fully restored in terms of their ankle range of movement, they don't have the required sort of output and control around the ankle. They can't control force in terms of a, you know, a hop and actually propel themselves well. And they've not gone through those high level, you know, steps of sort of rehab. Their, their body's almost still in, in protective mode, it's still compensating and it's causing overload of other tissues, particularly in that lower limb, to try and counteract that. And so we, I see problems all the time in around, you know, the and the, the common ones that I see will be, you know, hamstring injuries or or groin injuries, you know, quad injuries, calf, calf tears and things like that. And not always just on the same side, but quite often as well on the on the opposite side, and and a lot of the time this can be traced back to a, a previous ankle injury that's not been managed as well as it could be. So to bring this podcast to to a close, I just wanted to highlight and use the the ankle um, as a as a really clear example, really, of, of why sometimes simple injuries, and particularly in this case, why simple ankle injuries might not be quite so simple. You know, we can get players, we can get athletes and patients back to sometimes high-level activities pretty quickly. But I just want you to start, you know, thinking about, you know, the, the other consequences. And, and, you know, even when they maybe are back playing and training, we need to keep working to try and restore, the, you know, the ankle in terms of a range of movement and, and output and control and, and everything else to, to you know, to, to what it was or as close to what we can pre-injury because it'll stop you getting sort of problems, you know, sort of um, down the line and problems in terms of, you know, chondral injuries, bone spurring or problems elsewhere in the chain. There's an there's emerging evidence base now and this link between, you know, some you know, simple ankle injuries and, you know, chondral problems and, and everything else. So, you know, also be aware, you know, if there's been an injury there and particularly to, to ligament structures, there is going to be inherent laxity to that joint, even if you know that that injury is managed you know, really well with a period of maybe conservative management, including immobilization in the boot, uh, you know, and everything else. If you've got problems there in terms of increased laxity, 
thinking about you know what stress additional stresses is that going to put actually on the joint and is that going to give give rise to you know the increased prevalence of, of bone issues and, and osteochondral issues uh, and then just really give you that it's almost like thinking a little bit you know in terms of you know higher higher level thinking and, and also thinking about you know not just do not relate to the ankle, but with the, these injuries that often turn around pretty quickly, particularly if you're, you know, you see people who are who are more athletic and they want to get back to high level activities and sport pretty quickly, you know, that's all well and good, but you know, you know, stay true to to your sort of process, your you know your rehab process, and be able to take those, you know, athletes, players, patients through that sort of process, and uh, and just being aware that you know that process might continue. So whilst they even are back playing. The sport and high level activity or whatever else it may be there's, there's, there's going to be things that they need to continue to work on and that you need to continue to work on as their therapist to ensure these other problems you know don't come about i've also written a blog about this sort of topic so if you're more of a um visual you know learner if you like if you like to read things on text you know so uh, you can read this uh, blog that's associated with this podcast so the easiest way to, to find that is to go to www.neurophysio.com forward slash blog if you've not already um, this download now is Marley's resource should I say it's my most popular and most downloaded resource that I've ever produced so my five steps to fast track your career as a neurophysio the easiest way to find that again is up on the website so go there there's, there's a link there you can just bob your details and I'll send that resource over to you straight away so thanks for listening to today's podcast any questions as always please get in contact and let me know enjoy the rest of your day whatever you've got up to and I'll speak to you all again very soon Thanks for listening to the Newgraph Physio podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, you will love my website, newgraphphysio.com, which is packed full of free content to help you, Newgraph Physio, sports therapist or sports rehabilitator, overcome the specific challenges you face day to day in your clinical practice. Here you can view my blog and you can also download my Newgraph Physio survival guide, which shows you the specific skill sets you need to know to survive as a Newgraph therapist working in your role in the NHS, private practice or sport. I'm really passionate about the new graph physio and trying to help as many new graph therapists as I can. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, then please leave a review. And even better, tell somebody else about it. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you're up to, and here's to your own successful new graph journey.